Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. I am Austin Ward. This is Tim May. That's Jeremy Birmingham. This is the Ohio State Practice Report brought to you by Byers Auto. Just a couple days away from the Buckeyes and the Wisconsin Badgers. And Tim, it's a, a game that has not doesn't have quite the national spotlight that we thought it might after the Badgers lost like last week at Illinois. And um, a couple of Buckeyes did admit that they wanted Wisconsin to win to keep that unbeaten matchup alive, but. I haven't really noticed any change in the actual preparation. They are still talking about this Wisconsin team, Jonathan Taylor, top-ranked defense, and treating it just like they have pretty much every other game that's been big on their schedule. Yeah, well, they're halfway through the season right now, and Wisconsin is still number one in the nation in almost every major statistical category defensively. They're not that way offensively. They're in the 30s, but uh, they've got what some people think is the best running back in the country in Jonathan Taylor. They've got a defense that has played pretty well Except all of a sudden last week when it had to make some stops on sudden changes and stuff, it didn't get the job done. So, you know, this is one of those things where uh, Ohio State is definitely taking this team seriously. They're always going to take them seriously. Showdown. I mean, you know, they played Wisconsin for the Big Ten Championship a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Big Wisconsin had that drop off last year, but they, now they've bounced back, you do believe. Uh, so, of course, they were always going to take it seriously. It's just maybe people around the country are gonna take, aren't going to take it as, as seriously as Ohio State. If there's one team in America that knows that one stupid loss doesn't change who you are, it's Ohio State, right? Because in the last two years, obviously, we saw what happened at Iowa and Purdue, and then they went and won out both of those years because you sort of need sometimes to be refocused. And I, I think everyone who watched the Wisconsin-Illinois game knows Wisconsin stopped doing what Wisconsin does in that fourth quarter for some reason, and it cost them the football game. So to me... It just seems like more of a reason to know that they're going to be dedicated to Jonathan Taylor, to the play-action pass, to the tight end passing game uh, as they walk into Ohio Stadium this weekend. And I think that the Buckeyes know that uh, the angriest animal is an injured one, and I think that uh, Wisconsin is going to be ready. You know what's interesting about Wisconsin, though? You just brought that up. The, the pass by Jack Cohn on third down, or I think it was third down, that was intercepted. Mm -hmm. Let's say, he, let's say he completes that pass, and everybody's going, man, that was a bold call, you know, <laughs> Coach Christ, et cetera. And, you survived. And you he, got a test. And, and he didn't. Yeah. And so it's, it's yeah, it's that was one of those days. You could see it all coming apart on them. You just, they just didn't know it yet. Well, as Berm said, Ohio State knows this very well. One game can completely change the narrative about your team and your season. Those Ohio State teams, especially two years ago, they were good enough to win the college football playoff. But if you if you take your eye off the ball one time, you're not going, yeah. uh, especially in this league that doesn't get the benefit of well, the doubt as some league. others, that doesn't get the benefit of the doubt as some yeah. others when maybe they should. Uh, and, and I think that Berm raised a good point about Wisconsin going away from what they do well. I think if they're going to challenge Ohio State on Saturday, which I still don't believe is going to happen in the horseshoe, they're going to have to probably play out of character because I don't believe that uh, as improved as this Ohio State rush defense is from a year ago, and as solid as everyone says Wisconsin's offensive line is, that they're going to be able to just line up and run the ball down the Buckeyes' throat. I don't think that's going to happen. And I was asking Greg Madison about this yesterday in regards to Baron Browning returning, uh, which, again, all indications are that he will be back out there in the Northwestern, you know, giving up five or six runs of 10 yards or more. They're like, well, they're not happy about 3.3 yards per carry and 156 or whatever yards it was. They're upset about that game, and it would have been a – Massive improvement over what that team could have done a year ago. So it's pretty wild to look at how far they've come in a year. Although 3.3 yards in a cloud of dust gets you a first down, you know. Uh, but but you know I digress as, long as, as you usual. Get exactly. 3 I'll tell you. I'll tell you what stood out about that game, the Illinois game, to me. And uh, I was I, I tweeted about this right after the game was over. And matter of fact, during the game, 
Illinois lost its two best defensive linemen during the course of that game, but their defensive line was attacking Wisconsin's offensive line and taking them out of their block responsibilities yeah. on key moment in key moments. It's, and it key seemed moments, like they, they were stoned them. Illinois was winning the line of scrimmage yeah. battle in that game, which is unexpected to everybody. And you know, we talked about it earlier when I when we got here. It's now showing a, a chance of pretty good chance of rain on Saturday at Ohio State. Uh, I don't know how much that helps or hurts either team. I think that for Wisconsin, as you said, Jack Cohn is probably going to be required for them to win this game. And I don't know that if there's an inch of rain coming down during the game that that helps Wisconsin because if they get one-dimensional, they are a much easier team to beat than Ohio State is if they're one-dimensional because the Buckeyes are still multi-dimensional when they run the football. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about rain, though, is how, how heavy is it going to rain because a lot of people think – this isn't the old days where you're playing in mud, you know, or at least in Ohio <laughs> yeah. State you're not. Right. And, uh, you know, the good passing teams, as long as there's not big wind involved, the good passing teams are going to keep throwing because in, in a lot of respects you have an advantage throwing in the rain uh, as long as, you know, like I said, you don't need windshield wipers because your guys know where they're going. You've got a quarterback with big hands who can really spin it, and I'm talking about Justin Fields. Yeah. and. So his, we'll see where that goes. His quarterback's coach, Mike Gersich, just walked through here behind Spencer Holbrook over there behind the camera. And I actually yeah. asked him about that preparation a couple of weeks ago for Nebraska. I think there was a possibility of rain. And, and I said, well, you know, what do you guys do? And he said, well, a lot, a lot of practices, even if it's going to be perfect, he'll just mess with Justin Fields, walk over with his water bottle and spray it just because you never know when that's going to come up right. in a game and, and you're going to have to play with a wet ball. So, you know, it's not like Ohio State – doesn't check the forecast and it's not like they don't have some days even in august where like you got to be ready for bad weather to show up i'm telling you what last last a week ago remember we the last press conference press opportunity a week ago with ryan day remember it was like 50 degrees in the meeting room which was (laughs) uncharacteristic that's why you've been keeping your coat on i'm just wondering you know the forecast was what 48 or 50 degrees at uh, kickoff (laughs) last week at northwestern you never know what these guys are doing i'll concede the point that the people who are on the field working in a photographer's uh, position may be more concerned about the rain than the player. So I'm willing to concede that point, but I'm also endlessly selfish. And so I hope it's 65 degrees and sunny. Yeah. It's also going to be perfect in the press box, and that's all that really matters to yes, Tim and I. Yes, it is. Uh, and as I we, know the sneaky way to get to the uh, interview room with basically without getting don't wet. Sh- don't share our secrets yeah. on the pra- all of our secrets on the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. So I touched uh, guys on Baron Browning. Uh, almost certainly, uh, I don't want to say 100%, most likely going to be back in the lineup for Ohio State at linebacker. Uh, Thayer Munford, you know, gutted his way through that performance when called on at Northwestern. Ohio State expects him to be back out there at left tackle. Uh, not sure yet right now about Josh Alby, so stay tuned. This could be another week for Nicholas Petit Frere. As I, as I try to get it right, you got it right, I know that I... Just don't forget the I, hyphen. I know I've been messing it up. I'm going to slow down and try and get that right from now on. It, you know, how to look at him. He could still be an important factor in this game. It, oh, heck, you never heck, know what's going to happen with yeah. So... Injury report-wise, though, I think, Tim, that this team is starting to trend towards the health that they've been looking for. Yeah, I mean, Baron Browning, I mean, who knows if he actually could have played last week. I don't think they even took him on the trip, if I remember correctly. And uh, so, you know, Josh Allaby, I mean, you know, to me it's a feather in their cap that they started their fourth different tackle this year. I was asking Brandon Bowen about it earlier, you know, and he he goes, yeah, I mean, yeah, Nicholas obviously made some mistakes out there, but that, that, that experience is ridiculous. Uh, in as far as its uh, its value, mm-hmm. and you know, on top of that, now they've got they've got guys that have been in the war, and uh, and 
I think that's just huge for this team going down the stretch, especially against what some people think could be one of the better defenses in the country in Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, for, for the Buckeye offensive line, imagine at the start of this season feeling confident about the depth of this group and, and knowing how much of a problem that was six months ago. So it's pretty crazy to think <laughs> that they were able to be, be able to go four tackles deep and then play Dewan Jones. So they played five tackles so far this year. And then, you know, they have a guy like Max Ray on the roster who hasn't played yet. And so I, I think that it just goes to show to his credit, what Greg Studraro was able to do uh, with Ryan Day's help starting last December because they've really put together some depth at a position that was a major question mark coming into the season. And, you know, we were talking, we were, us three were, and, and plus Spencer Holbrook, you know, the glue man, we were talking about this after the spring. I mean, the buzz among the coaches was that they were going to be good mm -hmm. on, on the offensive line. They were going to be deeper than they've been, and, and that was only it, that was taking into account that they were going to have four <laughs> yeah. new full-time yeah. starters, and we were all kind of going, okay. That's a lot to but ask, But now right? you've yeah. seen it actually happen right in front of your eyes, and you're going, hey, and speaking of depth, how about Mitch Rossi? I mean, you know, without a doubt, Dewan Jones threw one of the more memorable blocks you're ever going to see when you when it looked like a bowling ball knocking down ten pins there. But it really popped that, that play open. It was a, basically a wide trap play it was Mitch Rossi. He was third-string tight end going into that game because the other guys weren't available. Boom. You yeah. know, he catches their defensive end. And, I mean, they're getting experienced by the by the bucket falls here. And you talk about an interesting story, too, in terms of depth. Dewan Jones, I mean, yeah. 6'8", 360. And, you, and Berm, when he was covering his recruitment, it was like there's no way that this guy can play – He's going to be a huge project. And in terms of being a tackle, I think he still is. It's not like he's going to bypass uh, NPF or Brandon Bowen and get in the lineup there. But, uh, you know, he's done enough with his size, to, uh, field goal block to help Chase Young uh, earlier in the season. And then getting out, who knows, you could put him as an extra tackle right. in, in short yardage. Ryan Day said yesterday when I asked him, he's, he's not going to redshirt. And I never in a million years would have thought that. When You're, you're not alone. I mean, that's not a guy that position-wise, you saw that he could fit any role, and yet here he is playing, Not, I mean, yeah, it's the fourth quarter of a 45-3 to three game, but as Tim said, like, he blew open a hole yeah. in, the, in, this, in the left side of the offensive line that nobody else on this team would have been able to do what he did. And then he outran people down the field, because yeah. at 6'8", 360, you're not supposed to be able to do that, but he was an all-state basketball player in high school, and he is a good athlete. He just is a raw football player, but it's 2019. You can find ways to use guys that you never thought of. And yeah, I, I referred to him on, our, on the podcast. You and I were talking to him, but talking about it is the SWAT team has that guy <laughs> that bust down the door. Yeah, you know, and everybody else goes piling through it. But you know, we, we were talking about six foot eight, three sixty, and he's lost weight. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the first time, the first time we saw him in a practice, I was just going, he he can't move well enough to play at Ohio State. Yeah, not and right now. But he was probably just more confused than anything else. I'm telling you, he looks apart. And it makes you wonder, why, why can't Ohio State come up with like that package like Wisconsin has where you put six foot eight, 360-pound Dewan Jones in the backfield in front of J.K. Dobbins? Well, if this team had a problem scoring in the red zone, maybe they yeah. would. But this, yeah, it's, they don't have to do that. Yeah. Wisconsin does. It's <laughs> not like last year, right, where they're tink oh, we got to find the, the tape package. we got to find something that works. Sometimes you do something just for the fun of it. I mean, Ding. Oh, they're, 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 I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, the the counter. Bears. The Bears didn't. <laughs> it's been a while. Need... We missed that counter. Yeah. Speaking of Tate Martell. Yeah. Wow. Not going too well, though. He should put a dollar in my in my bucket. Yeah. I, I'm sorry I brought that up to get yeah. us off track there, Berms. So, we all call right. it the Jartel. <laughs> because it's a jar. Yeah, I'm glad you don't have the microphone. All right, guys. Um, 
let's wind it down here on the practice report brought to you by Buyers Auto. Neither of you guys were on uh, Letterman Live on Monday to give some score predictions, so I love saving it for Wednesday. Uh, after practice, you guys have got a good feel for the way the week is going. Tim, what are you expecting to see on Saturday at noon? I'm expecting to see Ohio State get into the 40s again, you know, temperature-wise and maybe rain-wise and points-wise. But, uh, I, you know, unless it's just a ridiculous rain where everybody just kind of covers up, I'm expecting Ohio State somewhere in the 40s and maybe uh, Wisconsin will get into the 20s. I, this defense, I'm telling you, I'm talking about Ohio State's defense. That's what we're not talking about. This defense is for real, and they've proven it to me. I know the the competition gets better every week, but you saw Illinois take a, a proud Wisconsin offense, and as that game developed, pretty much make them frustrated to the point they, they started playing left-handed. Yeah. That was Illinois' defense. So I think this Ohio State defense is champing at the bit to get after these guys. What surprised me about the Illinois-Wisconsin game is how Illinois offensively was able to get chunk plays against Wisconsin. I, I don't think anybody thought that would happen. They didn't contain Jonathan Taylor. Running he, and throwing. Jonathan Taylor had 28 carries for 130 yards. I mean, that's a fine game yeah, for, for any running back. We were looking at the diminishing returns as the game went on. No, and, no, no doubt. They went away from him. Yeah. Uh, I think, obviously, Ohio State's going to attempt to take him away early. Um, whether or not they succeed, I don't know. I think the Buckeyes win the game. 14 is the number, right? Yep. Uh, I think 31 to 17 is in in that line of thinking. I, I think the Wisconsin defense is by far the best the Buckeyes will play this year. Will that put the Buckeyes in a position where they have to do some new things, rely on Justin Fields a little bit more in the run game? Wisconsin's going to take away J.K. Dobbins at every turn they can and force Justin Fields to run. And I, I think that Ohio State will will try to exploit them down the field like Illinois did because that's where you're going to beat them. As long as Justin Fields has time to throw the football, which the Buckeyes, if they've had one weakness this year, it's Justin Fields has been sacked a little bit more than maybe they'd like him to, and, and he holds on to the ball and forces some stuff downfield. Uh, I think the Buckeyes are a way better team, and I think they win by two touchdowns. It's interesting, like daring Justin Fields to run. Like, he doesn't seem to want to, but right. if that's if you're gonna if you're going to give it to him, this might be the week, be the week where Ryan Day says, "Take the first down, son. Use get your legs, get out well, of bounds." That's why that's why you bring a Justin Fields. Yeah. This is the kind of game like we talked about before the Nebraska game when we we thought that would maybe be a better game. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the kind of games that that a Justin Fields is the difference in, yeah. and uh, I think that if, you know if you only go out on a big limb, the difference between these two teams more than anything else is their two quarterbacks. And I think Cone has played very well, but I think Justin Fields is a notch above anybody else in the Big Ten, and I think it could be proven out Saturday again. Yeah, Justin Fields is a notch above. I would say the same thing about the Ohio State secondary against Jack Cohn. So we'll see just a couple days away. What's your pick? Uh, I have Ohio State winning. Uh, I can't remember what I said on Monday. It's so nice to get to keep changing your yeah, You can I change it, man. Yeah, I, you just, you I, just heard there's going to be rain. I, so I, what's your pick now? I, I think they're going to – I've thought – before even Wisconsin lost to Illinois, I thought that Ohio State uh, at home with the talent advantage, uh, I, I've never been a big believer that Wisconsin can can actually take that next step to a national contender. I thought Ohio State would win by three touchdowns. I, I think they can win this game going away uh, on Saturday in the second half. Even, even if the weather doesn't play into my mind at all. Maybe it keeps them out of the 40s, but 38 to 14, something like that. i got to give it up to you. You have, not, you have not missed one chance to take a shot. At Wisconsin this week. I mean, I am I'm impressed by your uh, consistency. Hey, if I believe something, Tim, yeah. you better believe that I'm going to keep saying. Well, you it. know, you're seeing the same things I am. I, I think things are to be had for Ohio State in the passing game, whether it's raining or not. I mean, just like Illinois found them last week. Push came to shove. Biggest play of the game was when Brandon Peters stepped out of the pocket, threw the ball over the middle for a touchdown. 
uh, after one of those turnovers. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm with you in that regard. I think Ohio State, but I've been saying it all year, Ohio State's the most talented team in the Big Ten, and I think it – this is the kind of game where it will show. Come along with me. My predictions have been pretty good so far this year. Ohio State has been too. They are 7-0, looking for number eight on Saturday against Wisconsin. We will have full coverage of that, as always, at LettermanRoad.com. That's Tim May. This is Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. This has been the Practice Report, brought to you by Byers Auto.